Welcome to the Level Up Artist Podcast. We're your hosts, Adriana and May and Jackie Sanders. We are two art professionals sharing forward the advice and business lessons we have learned along our creative journeys. We talk to artists, leaders, and art professionals to demystify the creative process and discover new ways to succeed as a career-minded artist. If you find value in these conversations, please go ahead and subscribe. This will help other creatives like you find our podcast and you'll be notified when we drop a new episode every Tuesday. So whether early on when you first started sketching and drawing as a child or later in life, uh, rejection is definitely a normal part of being an artist and definitely not always fun to deal with. So on today's episode, we're going to be discussing rejection and navigating how to deal with it. Yes, and this is definitely a universal experience, both for creatives and non-creatives. But as an artist, that reality of rejection can feel super big at times, whether it's coming from family members, galleries or art collectors not accepting your work, exhibition applications, or even simply that inner critic of when will my artwork be up to my creative standards that I envision it being. There's all these voices coming from every direction it can feel at times of just criticizing you and your work and not feeling good enough which is really tough to deal with yeah yeah and the reality of it is it's like yes it seems like this big old daunting thing but when you break it down it's really a numbers game right like just Mm -hmm. because you're getting or felt or got a rejection of some sort let's say it is an Mm -hmm. exhibition one it doesn't mean that the all, you know, however many billion humans there are on this planet are rejecting you. It's essentially like one or maybe three people that rejected it. And it might not even be about you. So um, one, one story that I want to share uh, from earlier on, you know, in my emerging years, I'm still emerging, but anyways, uh, earlier on uh, when I first made the switch was like, I was getting rejection from different group shows, right? Some which maybe I had the impression might be quote unquote easier to get into. And Mm. I was really struggling with that. So I basically was asking other artists um, kind of like how they dealt with it. And, you know, some people had more helpful advice than others, but one, and I can't remember his name right now. um, If I do, I'll let y'all know. So we're talking about an artist that gets awards and gets into, you know, nice international national, you know, exhibitions and magazines and things of that of that nature. And I'm looking at his work and like from a technical standpoint, especially it's amazing. And I'm like, wait, so your acceptance rate is what? He's like 25%. It's definitely a numbers game. So it's just one of those things where, I don't know, it it was like, I think one of the most helpful pieces of advice that I've heard of that idea of like, you know, it doesn't matter how technically proficient you are. um, It doesn't mean you're you're guaranteed that you're going to get into everything you apply for. Yeah. And you're totally right with it being a numbers game, especially because the types of opportunities you're going to apply for are going to change over time as your career grows, as your body of work grows, and you become more aware of different exhibitions, whether local art markets, local group galleries, whether it's a statewide exhibition international, the scale in which applications you apply for changes. But also, yeah, from a number standpoint, if you apply to three shows and you don't get any of them, that's going to sting a lot more than, okay, I applied to 20 exhibitions and maybe you get into two or three of them. Yes, it feels like it's a lot of time and it is as an artist. That's a huge part of what we do is looking for opportunities, pursuing opportunities, putting yourself out there. But realistically, it is that numbers game, which is hard to accept and really 
rationalize in the beginning of your creative journey because it is a big step to start applying your work to shows. It is a big step to look for an opportunity, put yourself out there, and then maybe two of those shows, you get rejected from both. It can be a big blow. Plus, it is an investment too. I mean, many of these galleries or group shows have an entry fee, whether it's $10, $15, maybe anywhere up to like 30 or 40, just to apply to be considered for the show. So that does add up and where it can feel like, well, what's the point? I'm applying to, let's say five shows got rejected from all of them. That might be a hundred bucks, which in the beginning of your career is a lot of money. Um, and so it's really just putting yourself out there. So as you grow and develop as an artist, though, I think we've both experienced it and talked to so many other artists about that emotional impact of being rejected, but also the coping strategies that we've all kind of developed, what, whether like pushing through those struggle points to really um, have that impact your self-esteem with thinking, well, what's wrong with my art? Why am I not good enough? But there are ways to really work around it, too. Yeah, I definitely felt some of those same things in the beginning. I definitely thought it wasn't me, about me, or had the temptation to kind of bottle it up and like, I'll mm -hmm. process that later, which is neither one of those is really helpful. So I do think it's important to make space for and acknowledge when those initial feelings of disappointment, frustration, mm -hmm. and self-doubt come in, because it's going to happen anyway, especially if it was a show that you were really pining for and you were like, yes, I got this. Like I checked everything. I checked who the juror was, mm -hmm. like their type of work and my type of work would jive together. Like I'm perfect for this. Or maybe you even made like work specific for that show, you know, for that application. And then you don't get in. It's like, you got to make space for that little bit of that sting. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's definitely important to like, just know and understand it's not personal. Like it does feel personal. Mm -hmm. It's not a personal rejection of you. It's not a personal rejection of your art. Like a lot of times it, it just has nothing to do with you. So um, something that helped me kind of put two and two together, so to speak, and kind of cement this idea was um, I've served as a juror several times. So I've been on the other side of the, you know, exhibition application and I had to look at amazing artwork, you know, things that I was like, oh my gosh, this is absolutely amazing. And then being able to see that sometimes it has more to do with the space limitations, uh, maybe like, does it fit the theme of the show? If there is one. So let's say it's a show about flora and fauna and I don't know, underwater scenes or something like that. Let's say it's about underwater, right? And then somebody submits, you know, a a painting of a horse you're like this is an underwater theme right so it just doesn't fit or maybe they didn't follow the instructions like uh it could be about size limitation it says biggest painting you can submit is three foot and they submitted a six footer where are we gonna put that or literally just the space mm -hmm. like there is already a limitation in terms of how many pieces is are gonna go into the show um so you just kind of have to narrow it down and funnel it but seeing that from the other side, that's when I was able to see, oh, this is not, it's really not about the artwork itself. A lot of times mm -hmm. it has to do about the needs of the show, not so much the artwork that was submitted. It's like trying to narrow down to fit the event itself, the venue, if you will. Yeah. And it's similar for residency programs too. A little story of um, kind of how I got to art space. I started where um, they have 
standard studios for artists where you pay a monthly fee and then you have a studio space there, but you have to apply, present your work in front of a panel, get accepted. And then they also have additional artist residencies that oftentimes it's free rent for the month and maybe a limited time, whether six months or a year. And so as an emerging artist, I was thinking, oh, applying for one of the two emerging artist residencies is how I want to go. Um, somehow in my mind, I felt like I had a better chance of getting that versus a quote unquote legit artist studio. You can definitely tell there was some of that uh, inner critic of, oh, well, I'm not at that level yet. Um, so it felt like a safer bet. And so but there's only two of them, obviously. And it's a very competitive program and definitely encourage many of our listeners to apply if you're in the area. But one thing with that program is that they often really stress the connection between the two artists that get it, whether they're at similar phases in their creative career, maybe they, their work explores similar things or drastically different things so that they can kind of expose each other to different sides of the art world. And so I applied for the Emerging Artist Residency, was super, super excited. I thought my application was super strong, ended up not getting it. And of <laughs> course, initially, I was like super devastated, like not necessarily emotionally devastated, but like, oh man, like that just kind of stings a little bit. Even though I had been telling myself, like, it's going to take a few years of me applying before I get it. It's going to take time to practice. So like I already kind of like prepared myself for getting rejected, which softened the blow a little bit, but it still <laughs> always stings, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, but one thing that I did in terms of like a coping strategy was I was like, okay, the logic side was I wanted to figure out if there was a reason why I didn't get it in terms of, was there something wrong with our app, my application? Was there something missing in terms of my body of work that I could then use as a kind of rubric for moving forward on how I can develop. And I reached out to the woman at that art space that was in charge of the applications. We set up a meeting to talk about it, which is amazing. Not all residencies or applications do that. Um, so kind of temper expectations, but you can always at least email and reach out asking for feedback. Um, so we were able to have a meeting. And then because it was 2020, after our meeting, the next day, one of the artists who had gotten accepted for one of the regular studios actually ended up deferring her acceptance for a year because of medical reasons. Um, and so I guess I was top of mind from the applicant's um the applicant coordinator's mind because we had just met talking about it. So she called me up the next day and was said, Hey, we still don't have any emerging artist residencies available, but would you be interested in a permanent space? And of course I was like, yes. Oh my goodness. Sign me up. <laughs> when can I move in? Which it's really just is all about that time and place. Right. And also not letting the initial rejection kind of all it consume you think of this was an experience what can I learn from this and maybe it's feedback on your application feedback on your work even just building that networking connection um which was my mind going into this round of applications again thinking oh it's going to take at least three four years for me to get in but then realizing oh building that network with them kind of getting on their radar is awesome because you can also 
lean on other artists to increase your understanding of different galleries, different processes, what type of work they like to accept, how many pieces, um, because each application is so different and whether their rejection rate is different. Um, there's so many things within the art world that you can lean on each other for other artists based on their experiences to learn about which experiences would be best for you, which is, I think, the most helpful thing to manage your expectations going into an application. Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing. It's like you brought up a good point. It's like depending which residency you are applying for and or space, it's kind of like what that rejection rate could have looked like. You know, and mm -hmm. you don't know that once you put in the application, like you have your all your hopes and dreams tied up to this thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but you don't know what you don't know. Like, were you competing against 300 other people? Were you competing right. against 10 other top contender, like top artists? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know, you know, kind of where you were at. So I do like, I do love about your story, you know, you're sharing that idea of like, you didn't just go, oh, woe is me. Like, I'm not going to even follow up because they hate me because I'm not good enough. You actually yeah. still reached out. And I think that's another important, you know, thing we want to bring up to you guys with this topic is that idea of like, you need to reframe that rejection. You can't mm -hmm. like, yes, make space for it, accept it, let it sting. Yep. It is what it is, you know, <laughs> like, and hopefully you had realistic expectations. Like, yes, we want you to go in there and be like, I got this. Like the universe will smile upon you. I'm going to man manifest the studio. Right. Yes, do all that. But also, yes, but there's a chance I won't get it. Right. And also thinking, okay, if I didn't get it, let's kind of look a little bit further at it. Like once, mm -hmm. once we let that sting pass, you know, that, then it's time to kind of look back. So some of the things we got to think about is honesty, like honesty is super important. Um, was that rejection uh, maybe like uh, presenting a learning opportunity, let's say, right? Like, was the artwork a good fit for that exhibition gallery or audience you were presenting it to, right? Um, is it about the artistic skill itself, you know, and it needs to be leveled up to be a better fit. Like if you're trying to apply to a show at the Smithsonian, which they do one, right. And you just started out. Um, there's, I'm not saying it's impossible, but the chances of you getting in are probably going to be very, very small next to impossible. Mm -hmm. Right. It's almost like, did you just start and now you want to be TikTok famous? Like there's a lot more that goes behind the scenes, you know, that uh, overnight 10 year success. I mean, there's a reason this is a thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's important to kind of think of like, okay, was it actually you? Like, is there something that you could have done? Did they ask for three uh, referrals for that application, right? Let's say for the residency one and you only had one, one referral. Like, was it something in the application itself, which I'm glad you brought that up, Jackie. Was it the application mm -hmm. itself? Um, was it something that you had to improve? Was it a misalignment? Like the example from earlier, it's an underwater theme thing and you didn't land an animal. Like definitely uh, like give it a hard, good hard look at the work itself. Also, if they have pictures of the work that got accepted, do compare. And we're not saying, we're always saying compare against your own work. In this case, just try to be as objective as you can about it. Um, don't look for artwork where you go, well, mine was better than this person. We're not, no, we're, don't do that. That's just a rabbit hole you don't need to go down on. But kind of look like, is the quality of the work that was in there a few steps above where I am now? Doesn't mean you'll mm -hmm. never get there, just means where I am now, right? Like, 
maybe everybody like had framed work and yours was on the skinny canvases that are used for practicing you know like there could be other things to look at or Um, even like the cvs and resumes of the artists that maybe were mm -hmm. selected like do they have just like more show experience yeah and therefore and that is the double-edged sword with any application in any industry to where you're like well I can't show my work until I get show experience but how do I get show experience without having shown my work so like it is that double-edged sword at times um but just acknowledging that of okay most of the artists that got in they've had two or three group exhibitions kind of under their belt so I just have to keep being persistent in terms of getting into those first couple yeah exactly and again this happens with other industries too so it's like it's not just about the art world you know rejecting you and everything else it's like Mm -hmm. you could go for a job application that you were ready for you interviewed wonderfully and you still didn't get it and it had nothing to do with you as a person it might have been they found someone that was a better fit for what they were looking for doesn't mean you were not a good fit either you could have been like you know the runner-up you just we'll never know usually (laughs) but it's also important to you know kind of like we're talking about take the time to reflect what you can learn from that rejection so one of the positive side effects of like sitting back and going like okay was it something that I did or did it have nothing to do with me is there a way I can improve like you mentioned Jackie like reaching back out to the person and saying could you give me feedback on how I could make it a stronger application because I'm definitely interested in continuing so it can lead to self-discovery, things that you could mm-hmm. fix, you know, if needed. Um, but it can also lead to that idea of, you know, if it was, number one, if it was a rejection, right? Like, okay, am I having, <laughs> I'm going to say it about myself, right? Uh, earlier on, am I having a, ten- a temper tantrum about this? Because I set an unrealistic expectation. Well, this is a time that I got to think about like, okay, if this is going to keep happening, how am I going to deal with it? We can't, we can't be like <laughs> going after the ice cream and like Netflix, like binging shows as a way to self therapy <laughs> over this rejection every single time. Like that's not realistic, right? But also like, it can lead for you to have like a stronger artistic voice. Like maybe it was something about like if they had a statement of the work and we're using exhibitions as an example, but this applies to almost anything, right? Um, You know, could I have presented myself in a better way? If this was a job application, an interview, could I have dressed Mm -hmm. myself differently? Like flip-flops for a corporate job, probably not a good idea. Not that I've ever done it, but like still, you know, going with that. Um, Even though you could have been the strongest candidate, like you, yeah, you got to kind of match up a little bit but the other thing too is to think about like in art history as well as in other areas there are plenty of examples of important folks that we still talk about hundreds and hundreds of years after they're gone that persevered through rejection and eventually achieved recognition so I like to think of like it took Edison what 100 attempts to find the right thing to make a light bulb or da Vinci kept reworking the living daylights out of the Mona Lisa for how many decades right like it's one of those things of like it also shows you know kind of like that idea and it helps you kind of build that tough skin a little bit that armadillo Mm -hmm. skin of like you're not gonna get it every time 
like <laughs> and that is yeah. okay um also it can lead to say you know show you're applying to constantly you're never getting it but a curator might be like oh I've been seeing Jackie's growth over the last few years you know whatever I didn't think she was ready she's ready now right or maybe mm-hmm. I'm gonna tap on the shoulder hey I'm glad you're still applying after you know however three four years whatever for this show I know you've never gotten in but actually there's another show that I think you'd be perfect for um there's mm-hmm. this group show with three artists and I'd love for you to be one of them I've been admiring your stuff we haven't been able to let it into the show but I think it would be great for this other thing like you just you just never really know what that can right to you gotta keep trying as long as you know you've given it the time and the thought of like is this even a good fit yeah and that's part of seeing the applications to somewhat as networking as you mentioned Adriana you don't know who's paying attention who's the one that's filtering the applications and what opportunities they have available so realistically it's about kind of leveraging that rejection as a way to pursue innovation in your work keep improving your work but also just putting your best work out there every single time. So even though maybe the end result continues to be the same from a couple applications of not getting the opportunity, as long as you can, you can only control what you can control, right? And it's about putting your best skill level out there, both from the work itself, as well as the application, fine tuning your work, improving your references. Um, And accepting that getting rejected, again, is kind of part of the process of being an artist. It's part of the human experience in general, but that just knowing that if every time you apply to something, you can improve it just 2%, get better photographs, Mm -hmm. those kinds of things, keep the elements in your control getting better. And then ultimately that will lead to long-term success with applications. Yeah. And we're using, you know, as an example, like I said, exhibitions, but of course, like this could be where you were applying to a gallery and you didn't get in, mm-hmm. like they didn't even say, yes, they're going to visit your studio. And that is a okay. Right. Like it'll sting, but how many are you reaching out to as well? Or it could be something where you're presenting something new to your audience, right? Like on Instagram, on social media. Yeah, definitely. Creating a new body of work and you're expecting a standing ovation and it's either crickets or somebody going, what happened to the old stuff that I liked better? You know, there's always someone that's going to make that kind of comment. Or it could Mm -hmm. be at home, you know, someone going like, I don't understand, like, I love you, but what are you making? Like, I don't understand this new you know, style that you're working for, like it comes in so many different ways. And it's just that idea of like, it's going to happen. It's up to you if you're doing your very best, like Jackie mentioned, like for your current skill level and always looking Mm -hmm. to improve. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just all upward from here. But when the rejection comes, it's just being ready for it and being like, yeah, whatever. Like (laughs) sometimes the answer is that is not the right person fit show gallery for you. And you can't take it 100% personal, but we're going to continue to talk about more ways to deal with the rejection. But before we do that, uh, we want to put in a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Level Up Artist Business Community. This ever-evolving membership values community over competition and growing connections with fellow creatives who share the same goals and challenges as you. Life as a modern artist can be both exciting and overwhelming. Art school or self-taught, emerging or seasoned professional, there's a lot of information out there, but what do working artists actually need? Other industries have continuing education programs for their professionals to sharpen up their skills and stay up to date with the systems, technology, and tools needed to succeed. And we believe that artists should too. 
We've spent countless hours of trial and error weeding through tons of information to find the gold and creating sustainable systems that actually work so you don't have to waste your time going down endless rabbit holes. <laughs> we are passionate about exchanging ideas and sharing resources with fellow career-minded artists about the business side of art. From artist documents and exhibition prep to templates and tools to help you work faster and smarter, our course modules cover everything from social media to technology and sustainable studio practices too. Ready to get started? Head on over to leveluppartistshub.com to learn more, get immediate access, and level up your creative career today. Welcome back, everybody. So continuing on this topic, we're going to discuss, you know, overcoming that fear of rejection, um, mm -hmm. kind of like what we're, we're discussing, like, it's still important to put yourself out there and not let that fear of rejection get in the way of future opportunities. So just because, especially with the exhibition example, just because you got rejected from a show one year, it doesn't mean the curators or the jurors are the same the following year either. So mm -hmm maybe and sometimes the theme changes the venue might change the requirements might change so just because you didn't get in the first time doesn't mean you won't get in the second and then third and then fourth time you know what i mean like that can change over time so don't let that stop you also sometimes the show you know if you're looking at who they accepted in a previous year might feel a little bit of a reach goal of like i don't know that i'm at that level it's up to you and of course finances can be something to consider depending how much the show is but like honestly sometimes the fact you didn't get it can actually be a good thing because then you start diving in as to what expenses are associated now you have to ship the work when is the opening do you have to get a hotel stay for the next day there's a special event like sometimes there's this extra stuff that even though you read through the application you might have been so excited for the possibility of applying that you didn't necessarily read all the fine print of what else was involved. And it's like, wait, they take how much of a commission and I have to ship it there. Maybe that wasn't a great fit. Um, you know, it has to be a good fit both ways. Right. But it's definitely important as you think about this to set that realistic expectation. Is this a super mega highly competitive show or gallery, et cetera? Like if you're trying to apply, <laughs> <laughs> for um what are they called blue collar galleries you know like where the artwork starts at like I don't know a hundred thousand dollars for one tiny painting and you're selling your work for two hundred dollars like you know maybe reevaluate like that fit but let's say you are at the same level of the artists that are already there and you're at a similar pricing and things like that then it's more of a have you taken the time to build the relationship with the decision makers of that gallery like does the gallery like are you applying and trying to get in and they don't even know you exist up until that first cold email you sent them do you even go to their, and, and of course, like here on the podcast, we've interviewed several people in galleries and they'll say similar things. Like, have you even bothered to say hello and know that they're not just an open bank? You can go in and out and they do stuff for you. Like it's a relationship. It's a business partnership. So have you even fostered any of that, right? Before setting the unrealistic expectation of, oh, well, I sent the email with 10 images of my work. So obviously they should be accepting me. Yeah, it's all about like <laughs> focusing on those things that are in your control, right? Yes. Like you mentioned, like building the relationship potentially with the institution or the curator or decision makers for the application, going to the events at that institution to see if it would be a good fit. And then from a your process standpoint, just focusing on 
improving your work constantly? Are you truly putting your best foot forward, making the best work that you can and the strongest application that you can, refining your artist statement, focusing on those elements that are in your control so that you can then also kind of detach yourself from the outcome and just focus on, I'm putting my name out in the ring to be considered. Because realistically, in any application process, that's all you really have control over are putting your name out there, putting your best foot forward, fostering that relationship with them potentially if you want to be a long-term opportunity. And then from there, you can kind of rest a little bit easier knowing, okay, I'm at least doing things within my control. And then the outcome is going to be what it'll be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And leave the stress behind a little bit too. Like if it is an exhibition opportunity, et cetera, it's like, you can almost take some of that weight off of like, how many paintings do I need? And when do they need to be shipped by and things like that? Like, yes, put all that in your spreadsheet or database or whatever you're using, you know, to stay organized, but you can take a little bit of a rest until you find out what the answer is, which is, I don't know. I feel like that's a lot more comforting. Um, but if you don't get it, well, then you don't even have to worry about it. So there you go. You can move on to the next opportunity and keep your eyes out for something that fits even better. But um, with that, we want to say, I think earlier on, especially when I started getting, you know, some of those earlier rejections, I think to me, one of the things that was the most impactful and that made the most difference was having a supportive artist community around me, you know, because again, it does sting, especially if you were so, so sure you were going to get in, you were right fit, you did all the work you did. I mean, you did the best application possible and the best work possible for that opportunity and you still didn't get it. It's still going to hurt. Right. But what I found to make the most impact or, or the biggest difference was you know, having other artists I could talk to about, you know, kind of like get constructive advice, like, was it me? Like, could I have done better? Um, you know, they are, again, sometimes depending on the opportunity, you won't hear why or how it could have been better from the person that's technically rejecting you. So having mm -hmm. someone else you can ask that's like a third party that can look at the stuff with you can be super helpful. Um, also all artists, we all face rejection. So it's good to, uh, we're not saying do a pity party situation, but it's good to kind of like, you know, lift ourselves up and going like, oh yeah, you got rejected out of that one. Yeah. I've tried for eight years in a row and I still haven't gotten in either. So welcome to the club, you know, like it just feels a lot less like, oh wait, you too, especially if it's someone you admire and they're not getting in either. It's like, oh, it's definitely not me. Right. Um, and I don't know, I think it's like really important to connect with peers that do understand those challenges as well. Um, you know, someone else, especially if they're not in our art world, might just shrug it off and be like, well, whatever, just try again. And it's like, for us, it's like, but you don't understand. Like, <laughs> like this was a big deal. This is a missed opportunity. And it's like, actually, no, it's just, it didn't happen the way you planned to, but it may have opened the door to something else. But at that moment, you might be so focused on, oh, I didn't get it. Um, that sometimes like talking to someone that's outside the sphere, they'll just like, yeah, whatever. And you're just like, whatever is not the right answer uh, versus another artist might just be like yep nope we're just gonna keep trying and actually that juror is really really hard to please so you know you're not alone in this for sure 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. And that's one thing that I love about having our Level Up Artist membership online is that in addition to having training resources and PDFs and templates about different parts of the art business, we also have our weekly live calls, which is a great space in which a lot of us are able to connect in those ways talk about applications coming up, which ones are maybe helpful for other people that, hey, this isn't a good fit for me, but you should definitely apply for this because I think it'll be a great fit for you. And having those moments of, you know what, this is kind of like a tough loss that feels like for an opportunity to get that support because rejection really is a universal experience and a part of anyone's growth, especially as an art career. There's no exceptions in that. It's really part of the process. Yeah, yes, it is. And a quote that I love um, that I heard from another artist some years back was discomfort is the currency of growth. So it's like you have to stretch yourself out there. Um, you know, sometimes you got to go for that reach goal that seems a little bit farther out. And then one thing that I want to make sure uh, that we mention before we go is like, if you're getting a lot of acceptances and it feels like you're like thing getting in, getting in, getting in, and then you get one that's a no, um, it might hurt a little bit more too because you're, you're starting to feel like you're in the groove. But honestly, it's a good reality check. You know, maybe that one that said no was a little bit farther up and it just means there might be more work needed on your end before you're a good fit for that one. And that gives you a goal to work towards, you know, it might be something of like challenge accepted. You said, no, I'm getting it next year, you know, whatever, you know, the opportunity looks like. Um, but it's just getting literally comfortable with the discomfort or used to the discomfort and knowing like it is a necessary part of the process, not just as an artist but in most parts of our life anyways but um with that we're gonna go ahead and wrap up and we hope you enjoyed this episode as always our blog will be linked in today's show notes where you can find episode notes and links to all of our other podcast episodes and if you want to stay connected with us in between episodes share feedback or have a question you would like for us to answer on the podcast you can reach us through social media i'm at ma art across all platforms and I'm at Jay Sanders Studio across all platforms. And if you want to follow the podcast, we are at Level Up Artists on Instagram. You can also visit Level Up Artists Hub to join our business community, get immediate access to templates, resources, and course modules to level up your artist career. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>